0: In a moment Guy is going to uh, read for us this morning, but um, just a a few days ago um, I was having coffee with a a friend of uh, mine and it so happens that as we were queuing in the the queue, uh, we got talking with the couple just in front of us and the conversation just went on and suddenly the the, the lady in the uh, couple said to us... um, do you know we're in Guildford just for the day uh, because we're thinking of downsizing and moving near the family and she said, "Uh, I've dreaded it it's the last thing I want to do, I've cried in the car all the way up here and you are the first friendly people we've met all day and you've made such a difference I feel so much better about coming to Guildford now and uh, so we we talked about the churches we uh, gave them our contact details so that if they ever did come they could ring us up or email us and we'd meet up with them again and they went on their way and we had coffee and we sat there looking at each other and we said that's what it's about isn't it Uh, that's what we're here for And actually, it was a deeply satisfying moment for us both. We felt a real sense of fulfilment out of it. So I want to talk today about the difference that each of us can make. The difference that each of us can make for God. The posh word for it, I guess, is Christian service or Christian vocation. But actually, I just want to talk about being useful. Being useful for God in the kingdom of God. And in many versions of, uh, of the Bible, today's reading starts with the word, therefore. Therefore, says Paul. And that's because he spent the previous 11 chapters of the book of Romans, which is our reading today, describing all the wonderful things that God has done for us in Christ. And how we are wonderfully part of his plan, not just for our own lives, but for the whole of creation. We fit into that big picture. And then Paul says, Now, in the light of all that God has done for you, how are you going to respond? How are you going to be part of his life? What do you say back to God when he says all that to you? And I want to say that, therefore, right from the start, that today is not about guilt. It's not even about duty. It's all about gratitude. It's all about how you and I, day by day, live gratefully for God. So, Guy, let's have our reading. But as you hear it, or as you see the words going in front of you, maybe you'd just like to say today, now, well, where do I fit into these words? Where do I see myself in this reading today? Guy? thanks.
1: So the reading is taken from Romans 12, verses 1 to 21. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another.
0: Thanks very much indeed. Now maybe you've come to church this morning uh, to get away from uh, football, uh, (laughs) but bad luck. Uh, 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 Because time and time again I've uh, heard the uh, importance when people are talking about the teams, that it's not just about gifted players, it's about the team that gets their head in the right place. And it's all about getting your head in the right place if you want to win. And Paul, just now, uh, as we've heard in that reading, says, look, when you're thinking about this whole area of gifts and usefulness, you've got to start with your head. And you've got to get that in the right place. How we think about ourselves, how we see ourselves, and how we think about what we're doing here and what we're here for. And you know how the words go on. He says, be transformed in your thinking by the renewal of your mind. In the light of all that Christ has done for you, think afresh about who you are and what it means. And you know how it goes on. Offer your lives as a living sacrifice because of what God has done for us, all that we have and all that we are is now offered back to him. It's the same mindset that Jesus himself had when he did the one thing that nobody else was prepared to do, which was to wash his disciples' feet, even on the night before he was dying, whole lives as a living sacrifice. Because the way you now look at God, says Paul, is the way changes the way you now look at yourself and your life. And so you and I know it, really, don't we? That there's no. This is the Christian bit of my life, and and this is the rest of my life. We know that's not it, isn't it? It's getting our minds right about the whole of our life, about our work, our family, our money, our relationships, our friends, our neighbours, what we do in our spare time, what we do in full time for our work. It's about looking after the poor and persecuted. It's about looking after the whole of God's creation. It's about getting our minds right in that whole sense. But Paul goes on to talk about how it first works out in the life of the church, and I'm going to go... There first. Now, I know that that may not be good news for everybody. We feel so pressurised in the rest of our lives that we don't want to come to church to feel even more pressurised. Another set of expectations that we fail about and feel guilty about. Uh, we don't like being tied down, do we? Uh, we are the generation that's, kept, that's uh, developed keeping our options open into something of, a, of an art form Uh, we are really pressurised we don't like being pressurised we don't like being tied down certainly and we like to keep it open as far as we possibly can and and so in the life of the church there's something of that too Uh, Bishop Andrew uh, has this saying um, uh, why is the church like a helicopter Uh, because if you get too close to either of them you get sucked into the rotors (laughs) (laughs) and there's that kind of fear in both of us. But again, I come back just for saying that what I want to talk to this morning comes not out of guilt or pressure, but it comes out of that place of gratitude in our lives. So let's talk about washing up. We've had some friends around for dinner, and it's dishwasher time. And Jean looks at me, and I look at uh, Jean, and so uh, I say to her, uh, Jean, I'm just going to pray about this dishwashing. (laughs) a few moments. I'm not sure it's my gift and and calling. So I go away for a few minutes and uh, I I say, no, I'm I'm sure it's not my gift and calling. (laughs) I'm I'm sure I'm being required to do more about world peace. And Jean looks at me and I say, what? Isn't world peace important? (laughs) There are everyday jobs around the church that just need doing. They just need doing because that's how it is as a family. And maybe anybody could do them, but somebody's got to do them. Maybe anybody could do them, but all of us could do them. Let's do them. And get them out of the way so that we can get on with what really matters. I love the Many times I get inspiration from this wonderful church family. And just the the, the other Sunday, I think, I was talking to someone in the kitchen who had just come back, I think the day before, from leading a a major international business uh, conference miles away in a completely different country. And there they were on the following Sunday morning serving coffee. They had all the reason in the world not to be there. They had every reason in God to be there. And it was inspirational, just a little thing. So let's get the ordinary, everyday stuff out the way, get it done, and then we can talk about the bigger picture. The bigger picture that Paul goes on to talk about this morning. And that bigger picture is the special contribution that each of us can bring And Paul talks about it, doesn't he, in terms of the gifts of the Spirit that God has given to us. And it's your special contribution that I want to focus on just for these few moments today. Because what Paul is saying is that God has a special place for you. A special place for you in the life and work of his kingdom. And only you. Have the privilege and calling to step into it. Here's the words we've heard already. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. Now, I've had this sort of conversation with all sorts of different people, loads of people. And often at this point in the conversation, they'll say something like this They'll say, um, But I don't have any gifts. What do you talk about gifts? I'm just me I'm, I'm no one special but isn't that to deny surely all that the New Testament has just been saying to us of course we've got gifts of course we've all got gifts of course we've all got something special to bring of course we've all got something special to bring that only you can bring God's gifts are not for the superstars are they, they're for everyone And that everyone is you and me. So what have you been given that we all need? The answer has to be different for each of us, uh, because that's the whole point. But the whole point is that there is an answer to that question. What have you been given that we all need? What have you been given that would be good for us all? And the posh word of that uh, is ministry. So let's come back to the dishwasher and and, and, uh, the washing up. I may have given the impression, and in fact I I almost want to give that impression, that that the maintenance, the everyday fabric, the everyday life of our church is something that anyone can be part of. And and yeah, I do think that actually. There'll always be something practical that we just need to do and get it done. But I also recognise that in this passage Paul says that there are some gifts which are particularly to do with practical service And you know those sort of people? They're wonderful. Stuff just gets done uh, when they're around. And it's a particular gift, and it's an amazing gift. But isn't that an example about how all the gifts work? Because what that's really saying is, look, I know you can do that better uh, than I can, but hey, I can do this better than you can. So tell you what, I'll do this so that you can get on And do that. And we'll both flourish. And isn't that why it's ministry? Because through the gift of the Spirit, we minister to one another. Isn't that how it works? And sometimes when we talk of people, we think particularly, particularly with Keir in this time section, section, that they're getting ordained. Of course we need that gift, and it's a special gift, and it's a special calling. But the fact is, isn't it, that when we stop and think, we're all in ministry. I minister to you and you minister to me and together in partnership we minister to the world around us. And so Paul says, just get on. Just get on and do what you have been given to do. If prophesying, then get on and do it. Prophesy. If serving, go on and serve. So let's talk about this language of of helping If I say, uh, yeah, I'm really good. I often help Jean out with the dishwasher. What am I really saying? What I'm saying is the real responsibility for the dishwasher is Jean's. I'm more than willing to help out. Now, people talk about helping out down at the church. Yes, I help out down at the church. And that's wonderful and it's beautiful. Yes, please, more and more and more of that. It's so important. But actually, if you use that language of helping out, what are you saying about who the real responsibility is, lies with? And Paul says here, if you've been given a gift, and you have been given a gift, then the responsibility for using it is yours. Use before God what what what, what he's willingly given to you. Owe what you have been given. Take responsibility for what is yours. If serving, says Paul, then serve. If teaching, then teach. If encouraging, then encourage. So this language of helping, I don't help out with encouragement down at the church. I am the encourager. And I own that. And I give it freely under God. And Paul really says that he's much more interested in the way we use our gifts than even in the gifts themselves, because these gifts are not bolted on from the outside onto us, so to speak. They're given to us, but actually they come out from us. And in the end, it's not about doing. All this is about being. It's about being the person I'm meant to be. For all sorts of reasons, you may not be able to do much. I get that. But for all sorts of reasons, you can be much. And I get that too. In here, in here, you're valued for who you are, not just for what you are. And therefore, of course, we recognize that we need one another. Paul says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Be humble with each other. David Peters, I've heard him say uh, several times, he says, when people ask him, Dave Peters, what he does, He gets very different responses if he says he's an estate agent than if he gets a response saying he's chartered as a surveyor. In here we don't define each other by what we do and we don't define one another in that way either. There's no room, is there, for elitism or sibling rivalry in the family of God. I've heard someone, again, talking about the England team the other day and they said they like each other and they enjoy playing football together. Maybe that's not bad for a church, is it? We like each other, and we enjoy working together for the kingdom of God. Of course, if England lose this afternoon, the whole credibility of my sermon has just <laughs> been destroyed, <laughs> but never mind that. So let's just come back for a moment about how this affects all the whole, the whole of our life, not just the church bit, all of our life. How often we've prayed, don't we, at the end of this service, we may even pray it today. Send us out in the power of the Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. And how we are to one another is one of the ways in which we make that prayer a reality. Where's Jesus made flesh today? Where today do we find the body of Christ? Where's the physical presence of Christ on earth today? Well, it's in his church, isn't it? We are the body of Christ. The physical presence of Christ on earth. And that's why Paul ends this passage on being useful on serving. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, obviously we look around and and there's there's all the evil and injustice and wrong in the world around us. And we say to God, God, why don't you do something about it? And maybe part of his answer is I have. I've made you. I've put you in my world. I've made you new. I've gifted you. I've called you. Do not be overcome by the evil in the world around you. But overcome that evil with the good that you yourself bring to it. And so we come back to this. What we... Are here are will only be a small picture, maybe only a small part, but maybe a very important and satisfying part. The bigger picture of who we are and what we're called to do will always be out there, won't it? But actually, who we are in here, how we are in here, will affect how we are out there. And I want to suggest that we come together as a church to discover who we are with the help of one another, so that we can be there, out there. Here we help one another to discover who we are, the person that God has made us and called us to be. So and in this, it's, it's not a, just about doing, although it's through the doing we may discover who we are and who each other is. But actually it's through the being together that we find ourselves and find who God wants us to be to be and what he wants us to do, and particularly how he wants us to be his person in his world. You find out who we are before God, we find out who we are in ourselves, and we find out how we can be together in God's world. So would you be willing, if this is a conversation you haven't had for a while, just to have that conversation with someone maybe in your home group take the risk what do you think I'm bringing how do we need each other how can I affirm you and how can you affirm me maybe dream some dreams have some visions maybe feel a bit shut down dream it a bit, vision it a bit How is God really calling you? How is he gifting you? Why do we always think that God's will for our life is is, is difficult or hard or unpleasant? Sometimes his will is, is, is the thing that we most want to do. And the person we most really deep in ourselves that we want to be is the person that God wants us to be too. Take the risk. Have a conversation. Pray. Lord, show me who you want me to be at this point in my life, what you want me to be doing, where my focus is, what I'm bringing to others. I believe that that will be a deeply enriching and satisfying experience, not only for you, but for the people that you'll share it with. That word, vocation, the call of God, how is God calling you at the moment? How are you hearing his voice? I'll take the risk of trusting you to help me find the answer. And at least maybe I've given you something to think about when you're next at the dishwasher.